Hey everyone, it has been such a crazy few weeks. Quick family update. My family and I just are at the tail end of getting over COVID and it was not fun. Um, It was mainly my husband and I. If my kids were positive, they had absolutely no symptoms. They just lived life like normal. But Bryant and I spent a lot of time on the couch watching MasterChef and MasterChef Junior. Um, That is how we got along. Um, But I'm really excited about today's episode. So we are going to be talking to Miss Cambria Joy. If you don't know who Cambria Joy is, you need to go to her YouTube channel and look her up. She is such, such, such a joy, really. She lives up to her name. I'm not joking at all. Um, She has this YouTube channel where she shares about fitness and she shares about um, loving the Lord in the midst of pursuing fitness. Um, It's just been so great to like watch her journey and get to know her as well. So for years, she actually struggled with her self-image and how to make faith and fitness fit together. And she like drove herself to look for the perfect body. And that led her into an eating disorder. So much so that she didn't buy jeans for three years because she hated her body so much. Um, She knew that she needed the Lord. She finally came to the end of herself. um, And the Lord helped her to eliminate anything that wasn't serving him in the midst of her pursuit of health and wellness. And so I'm really excited that you get to hear from her and hear her heart in all of this. She truly wants you to grow strong. She has a book that was just released called Growing Strong. And I got to question her a bit about that as well. Um, She is a certified nutrition coach and personal trainer through the National Academy of Sports Medicine, NASM. And she loves to guide her fans back to the Lord for their measure of worth. So without further ado, please help me welcome Miss Cambria Joy. Welcome to Milk and Meat, a podcast about the Bible, food, and motherhood. I'm your host, Nina Marie, and I'm very excited for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you're able to gain added skills and tools that you need in order to take control of your health, the health of your family, to eat delicious food that nourishes you, and that you may be conformed to the image of Christ. Let's dig in. Hi, Cambria. This is the Milk and Meat Podcast. I am super excited to have you on. Could you do me the favor of telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? What got you started in fitness? Why videos or YouTubing? All of the good. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Nina Marie, for having me. I'm so excited. Milk and Meat, that is like, that just makes me happy. <laughs> the name. I love it. I love it already. The milk and the meat of the word. So good. Yes. Um, well, yes, I'm Cambria and I... Basically, when I was in high school, I, my friend at the time, she took her jeans and she threw them across the room at me and said, here, these are too big, but maybe you can fit into them. Hmm. And I was about 16 years, I think I was 16 years old at the time. And I just remember like that, I remember that very moment. That was a very pivotal moment for me because I had never looked in the mirror or looked at myself in any way that was like, looking at my body to like determine, you know, how I'm feeling or who I am or whatever. And 
that what that moment really opened my eyes to see kind of past the mirror, like looking in the mirror, but seeing something else. And from that was kind of the day where everything shifted for me. And I really started trying to perfect what I looked like. I thought, well, if other people are looking at me, if my friends, my best friend is looking at me and saying like, here, maybe you'll fit into these. And, you know, do I need to lose weight or my legs, you know, and it was just, it became this all consuming thing. And I, 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 I basically, that was the moment where everything changed. And so I, you know, it went from this relationship with God, because I grew up in a Christian home, but it went from this relationship of like, I basically would pop a diet pill and say like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And mm -hmm. that's kind of the path that I went down. And it was very destructive and very self-idolatry. And I didn't even realize it because I genuinely just wanted to be healthy. It really started out as like, oh, other people look at me like, well, then do I need to lose weight? And like, oh, maybe I do need to change the way that I look. And then, and then it was like, and then it was like, okay, then I just need to lose a few more pounds. And so anyway, we basically, my family moved from Southern California to Central mm -hmm. California. And at the mm -hmm. time I only had like a couple friends. And so that's actually when I started doing YouTube. And so I was like, I'm so bored. I like really don't have any friends. I have like one or two friends and I just have all this time on my hands. So I started making videos and I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea that sharing my story on binge eating because it led into binge eating my mm -hmm. trying to be healthier led me to be so unhealthy the healthier that I thought I was getting, the, the further away from health I really was getting. I stopped nourishing my body. I started intermittent fasting and then it became like basically not eating. And it just was like so destructive. And so, oh. but I shared my story with binge eating and I had no idea just how many, not just hundreds of thousands, but really millions of people and yellow women struggle mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. their you know, body image and and it just, anyway, so I shared my story and kind of the rest is history. So here we are today. I have a question. You mentioned in there that um, after your friend threw those jeans at you, you started to look past the mirror, right? Mm -hmm. Past what you were seeing. Do you feel like you're actually doing that now? You're looking Ooh, past at what you're seeing? I okay, I love that. That was the, <laughs> yes, I do. And yes, I do. Because it was this moment where I looked past and I thought, okay, well then this is where my worth is found. Or this is, this is, I look in the mirror to determine how I'm feeling this day. Mm -hmm. Did I lose mm -hmm. weight? Did I gain weight? Did I, am I a failure? Am I a success? And now it's like, yeah, I look in the mirror and gosh, I don't even, I guess I look in the mirror to do my makeup and make sure that I don't like exist <laughs> on my pants or something. But I, I just don't even, I don't look there for validation for what my worth. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, I found complete rest in, in God healing me from mm -hmm. self-obsession with, with the mirror. So I love that. I love how you flip that question. Yes. Yeah. I was like looking past the mirror. That's interesting. I, cause so many people become self-absorbed in it. Like it becomes idolatrous. It becomes this obsession. And, but how did you come out of that? Like this finally being able to look past what you were looking at and seeing the value that the Lord has placed upon you as a human and as his daughter. Yeah. 
I remember very specifically laying on the floor of my bedroom at the time and my green room with my carpet and just sobbing. And I was mm-hmm. so, I felt so shameful because mm-hmm. I had just binged again. And I, I'll never forget that day for the rest of my life. I had eaten like six ciabatta, huge ciabatta rolls, which are amazing uh, <laughs> if I could eat gluten now, but anyway. Yeah, but, same. Um, so good, yeah. But with like honey and butter and I, I had eaten the whole pack and I, I just, I couldn't stop myself. And I felt so embarrassed, like, I felt so out of control with my body and with food and with my, I, I felt so full on the outside mm-hmm. and I felt so empty on the inside. Like mm-hmm. I was sick and I just, I cried out to God. I literally said, God, I just had this moment where I, I truly felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel for me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine living my life without struggling with food. I thought that I would always be thinking about food, wondering, you know, what was I, wait, going to bed, what what am I going to eat for breakfast? Okay. I'm going to have to measure this and my workout and everything constantly revolved around fear and food. And I, I, I genuinely felt like I wouldn't know life without this mountain because that's what it felt like. And I cried out to God. I was sobbing in my room. And that's the thing is that it started out so innocent. It was so insidious, mm. so, you know, pure in a weird way, even though it was like, you know, it started from my friend kind of making that comment, but I thought, well, I'm just going to get healthy. And it really was from this place of, of like goodness, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it turned, it very quickly turned bad. It was like, it was like this slippery slope. And that's the thing that I, you know, popping the diet pills, I can do all things through Christ. But then I got to this point with God where I was like, God, I have made a mess of my life and I am obsessed with food. I am obsessed with myself. I'm obsessed with the way that I look. I don't want to look in the mirror and let that dictate how I'm feeling this day or, or whatever, you know, because it, would, it wouldn't just affect me. It was affecting mm-hmm. my relationship, my life and, you know, everything is filled into everything. And I said, I, I just cried out to God and I said, God, if, and it's like his arm is never too short to save, but it was just like this moment of desperation. I'm like, God, if you can get me out of this, because I certainly can't, and I know you can, but if you will, and please do, uh, if I can just help one girl, just mm. one person, just one, I literally, I just thought of the one, because I was thinking of myself in a way, in a non-selfish way, truly of just like, God, if you can deliver me from this, then you can deliver anybody because I was like I am at rock Amen. bottom there is no light I literally was like there's no light at the end of the tunnel there, there's no coming out of this unless God you literally do a miracle because that's how deep that I was in and that I felt like I was in and God literally it was like that was the day that was the moment that it was this it was in the surrender that I found freedom in God you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Not, not, but it was just, it was like, okay. And, I, and after that, it was like, I think it was like that week. And I like, I remember that too. There's so many moments I remember so specifically, I drove to the coffee bean and tea leaf and I got this pineapple coconut muffin that I've been wanting for so long, but I deprived <laughs> myself and I ate it and I sat on that same floor and I just felt free. I just felt yeah. free. I was like, what? I'm free and I'm walking in this freedom and I'm never going back. I don't care how many times I fall. I'm walking with you. There were so many temptations 
to go back, my friends would post, I'm counting macros, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And, and I, I, I truly felt God's, just the whisper of his spirit, like, no, no Cambria, not in a mean or, or, you know, yeah. like, you know, condescending. Yeah. But it was just like, no, not, not for you. That's not for you. Come this way. Stay on the path that I've brought you on. You know what I mean? And he guided me every step of the way, every single step of the way. It was a miracle. It really, truly was. And isn't it true that his guide, his, his restrictions bring freedom. Like you can have yes. true freedom when you enjoy the restrictions that the Lord places upon us, because then we don't become enslaved to other things. It's exactly right. It's, that's like what Paul said. He said, you know, all things are lawful for me. All yes. things, you know, all, all things, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And that's what it was. It's all, all things are lawful. I can work out, eat healthy, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I was brought under the power of it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing is that it's exactly like what you're saying. You know, there's freedom. There is freedom in, you know, it's like sin isn't bad because it's forbidden. It's forbidden because it's bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like God just like, no, forbidden, forbidden. You know, I'm keeping you from whatever, but it's like, no, it's actually, I love you so much. And that's why, that's why it's forbidden, you know? And then there is that freedom because then we're not, you know, because sin, sin equals the wages of sin is death, you know, sin equals death. So it's like, we go the path of life. And in that it's like the loving, you know, guardrails of a parent being like, Hey, let's not go off the cliff here. Let's not touch the hot stove. Exactly. Yes. I think it's interesting. You mentioned um, the passage in Philippians to being able to do all things through Christ who strengthens you at a time where you were popping diet pills. What is it like now to come to that passage of scripture for you? It is literally like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me as I surrender to him, as I lean into him, as I just fully, it's like consecration is like, God, I'm yours completely. He is able to do all things through me because all things are possible with God and, and all things are possible to him who believes. And that is it. I believe in him, in his strength, in his ability to save me. Like literally Peter, like crying out like, Lord, save me. It's like the shortest Mm. prayer ever, Mm -hmm. but it was not the length of the prayer that mattered, but it was the, it was the, it was the heart cry. And it was literally my heart cry of like, Lord, save me was God, his response was, he is able to save, you know, he's mighty to save, his arm isn't too short, and he reached out, and he grabbed Peter, and he reached out, and he grabbed me, and that, that literally is what it is, is it's, it's in his ability to, I can do all things through him, you know what I mean, it's, it's, that's what it is, he's the vine, I'm, I'm not able to do anything, you know, I, I love, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but I can do nothing without him. I love absolutely because yes. that's the truth. I can't do anything without him. And like you referenced, he is the vine and it is the responsibility of the vine to bear the fruit in the branches. The branches don't bear the fruit in and of themselves. The vine is what gives the branches what are needed to bear the fruit to, for others to enjoy for, for the helping of others, just as you're doing. Um, so with your book growing strong, 
can you tell us a bit about how you were inspired to begin writing that book and, and how you've added something of value for women who are pursuing wellness or pursuing wellness and holiness? Yes. Yeah. So I started actually writing little weekly emails at like five years ago Mm -hmm. and it resonated. It was just, I found that that was one of the deepest ways that I could connect. And it just felt very one-on-one. It's kind of like, I guess the way that I like to put it is like, you just sit down and you have your cup of coffee or your tea or whatever you're drinking. And you just feel like it was written just for you. And so it kind of became almost like little mini devotionals that okay. have workouts and recipes and like, but it was all, it was all rooted and it was really grounded in what real health is. And that's not in the perfecting of our bodies and in, you know, the following of this diet plan or recipe or whatever, it was just to truly bring life back into those areas in a way that brought, that was free. And that was fun. Um, like that brought freedom, not for flare free, <laughs> but you know what I mean? That brought that freedom. And so, um, then I wrote, then I ended up writing a devotional and then I ended up, yeah, getting signed with the publisher and it kind of just became, it became that same thing of just the workouts, the recipes and, and the devotions are really where the, the meat or the milk, I guess it's kind of like <laughs> the milk because they're like, they're, they're short, but they're sweet and they're really powerful and they are, you know, it, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. Yeah, I guess, you know the work, our work is found in him. And so the devotions are kind of like, this is a reminder. And then you have the workouts and the amazing recipes and all that fun stuff, but it really is the heart of it is those devotions and they're, they're short and sweet, but they're, they're really, they're just centered and they're focused on what really matters. And they really help you to go into your workout or to go into your, into your day with that, that truth of being equipped with knowing with knowing who God is and knowing who you are in him and, and letting your workouts and taking care of yourself actually bring life, not suck the life out of you, Mm -hmm. not try Mm -hmm. harder, work out more, do more squats, drink more green juice. Like, no, none of that. It's like, no, enjoy the ability that you have to take care of your body and do it in a way that you love and and the way that that brings life, because that's, that's where it's at, you know? Absolutely. And so knowing that you want to be able to position wellness and health and fitness as something that adds to your life, how do you work out on days that you don't want to, or do you always want to work out? I definitely not always want to work out. I don't know anybody that really does. But I really think it's actually really amazing how God even, you know, wired our brains and made our brains. And, and I think that there is a lot of power in just simply being consistent um, and in finding something that really just works for you. So like on the days that I don't like to, uh, and on the days I'm just like not feeling it, there are certain days where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Um, And I only work out maybe like four, maybe five times a week. So mm-hmm. I'm not every single day and I do workouts that I genuinely do really like. So on the days where I'm like, I'm really just like not feeling it today, but I know that I need to move. Like I know that I ultimately, I want to move because mm-hmm. I know how I'm going to feel afterwards. Mm-hmm. I go into it and I genuinely think about what is going to like serve me today in a way that works for my life. Am I limited on time? Do I want to be creative and just kind of start moving my body and do my own thing? Do I want to follow 
literally my own workout program because I love my workout program. <laughs> I don't have to think about it. I can just push play and follow along with myself. Like as ridiculous as that sounds, it's like, if that's what works then that's what works. And then um, I think accountability is really helpful too. I love training with my sister-in-law and my husband. Um, that I, I think that there are just little things, accountability, and ultimately focusing on just today, just mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Today, I'm going to move my body. I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm not worried about the results. I'm not worried about any, I'm going to move my body because I'm going to feel really good today. And it's going to be good for my everything. It's going to be good for my energy, my everything. It's going to make me feel so much better. And that's what I'm going to focus on. And then I just do it and I get it done. You're point of view, I think is really strategic and important in understanding fitness and wellness and whatnot. So how would you describe like a worldly mindset when it comes to health and wellness? And what ways would you describe a godly mindset for health and wellness? And then does I'll I'll let you go there. Go ahead. I, I love, I love this. I love your question because I think that it's like, you know, for me, working out is not about adding years to my life. It's about, it's truly about adding life into my years. And because all the days of my life, of our life are held in the hands of God. And I don't know what tomorrow brings. I have no idea what today brings. All I do is I just trust in the Lord, however many days that he has me here on this earth, that's it. But I know that the, this body and this body is the vehicle for my purpose. And so I don't look at it as something to perfect something, but God chose to put a soul and a spirit in, in this physical body, you know? And so that's, here I am, you know, here we are in our bodies. And, and I know that it's not about perfecting this tent. You know, that's what the Bible says. It's just a tent. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the time with a very worldly approach to health and fitness is this focus on the tent, perfecting the tent. You know, what if, what if it rains? What if I get mud in the tent? What if the zipper breaks? What if a hole gets in there? What if this... And then you miss the camping trip. You miss looking up at the stars. You miss the people that you're with. You miss the point of every, you miss the point. It's like a giant exercise in missing the point. You don't go camping to keep your tent perfectly clean and, you know, rain and mud free and water free. You go camping because of, of what? Like the experience of the camping trip. And I think that we're, I think our focus is just off. And so I, I approach health and wellness and fitness and working out from a place of when I take care of myself and I move my body or I go for a walk, whatever it looks like, it, it, whatever that day holds, whether it's walking or weights, whatever it is, it is just, it is being able to say, first of all, God, thank you so much that I'm able to move because this is a gift. And mm-hmm. second of all, when I take care of myself, I am able to show up for my life and my purpose better. Love God and love others. When I have energy and I have, you know what I mean? Like when I am taking care of my body and I'm like, I feel good. I feel focused when I'm reading my Bible. I don't feel like I'm like half asleep. You know what I mean? That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mom is out there. You're amazing. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter. But that's, that's the thing. The focus is there. The focus is not on my body, but on this is my life. And today is a gift from God. And I want to show up for podcast interviews, for my audience, you know, you know what I mean? For my videos. I want to have the energy that literally the energy and, and I feel happy after my workouts. And that that's who I want to be. It's not necessarily what I want to look like, but it's who I want to be. 
And I find that even when I have that discipline in that area of health and wellness, I have discipline in my home and in my walk with the Lord, like it spills over into other things. And, and that's the other thing, even in my walk with the Lord, it spills into my health and fitness. Everything is so interconnected. You know, I don't look at it as an isolation of here I am in my health and wellness. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm moving my body and I'm like, thank you so much, God, that I even get to move my body. And I'm so glad because I have energy now for the rest of the day or I'm not so like crabby with my husband, you know, thank you God for an orphan. You know what yes. I mean? I think have that perspective of when we have that perspective, it's not selfish to take care of myself. It's not selfish to move my body. This is not, and it's not, but that's the thing. It, it, it can, if our focus is on the wrong thing, it can be, okay, I have to perfect my body. I have to lose. And it becomes all about results. And then it becomes discouraging. And you feel like you're going in circles and you give up. And it's funny when you stop focusing on that, I find that there's more consistency. There's more enjoyment. Mm-hmm. There's more life in that area. And it's so funny because then what happens? You feel better. And then your body responds in a way. And it's just so crazy to me that when we're so focused on the results and how we look and it can be so draining and that got me further and further away from health by being to binge eating that wrecked my metabolism my thyroid and now you know eating nourishing my body moving it, there's so much freedom there's so much life when you do it that way and you're not actually not focused on the mirror and the results it sounds like you're saying that the difference between an understanding that is honoring to the Lord and not is when we position our body in service to the Lord and others or not, or the, we're making the body serve us and our desires and our, our like aesthetic goals or whatever. And so we can either choose to honor God with our body and serve him with it and, and and love others. Right. Or we can Mm -hmm. choose to make our body do something for us. So how can we distinguish then the difference between integrity and commitment to honor the Lord with our body and then obsession? Yeah, I think that when those feelings of when there's stress and there's anxiety and there's worry, mm-hmm. because that's what ultimately Jesus, you know, it, the, the cares of this life and the worries of this life. And don't, he said, Jesus said, don't worry about mm-hmm. your body. Don't worry about your clothing. Don't worry about your life. And mm-hmm. so I actually really think it's that when the worry comes in and you start worrying, worrying about your body, worrying about what you look like, worrying if the workout is effective or not, worrying if the workout is going to get you the results or not. I think it's really, I think it's where, what Jesus said. It's really where the worry is, that, that anxiety, the stress, the, uh, and, that, and that obsession, the worry over that, the obsession, the control, because that's what wor- worry really is, is I need to be in control of this and I need to. And so I think that when, again, that, yeah, the surrender, when you surrender it to God and you just say, that's the opposite of worry is, is trust. Mm-hmm. And so when we're just completely trusting God, not worrying about results, not worrying about whatever. And we just, you just trust, you just trust. I think that, I think that that's where it's at. That's an interesting, um, you talk about anxiety and worry and Philippians four has both those like, um, references that you've made so far, like don't be anxious about anything, give everything to the Lord in prayer and thanksgiving. And then later on in the passage, you can do everything through him. Right. And so we can see even in health and wellness that if anxiety is being induced in us and we're not going to have the strength to do that, what we need, we're not going to have the mental strength or capacity to be able to handle the 
temptations or lure of this world when it comes to physical fitness and whatnot. But when we give him all of that, when we petition him and thank him and, and present requests known to him, we receive his peace and we can do all things through him. And, and exactly. how often do we apply that to health and wellness appropriately? Exactly. <laughs> I feel like it's like this, like, okay, this is, you know, my area of health and wellness yes. or working out and eating and then God and this. And it's like, God, it's like do everything unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love what you said about peace because that is really where it's at because that, again, that's kind of the opposite of worry too, is just having peace because you're trusting in him. So having peace in your body and your, you know, health and wellness, working out, eating is peace because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you and not be obsessed with it and actually take care of your body in a way that brings peace. I love that. Yeah. And, and peace in, in that chapter is what guards your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. It is the peace that surpasses understanding that we will won't understand fully. It is that peace Mm -hmm. that God grants that guards us against obsession and whatnot. Absolutely. Absolutely. So quickly or not quickly, um, do you have an inner critic? And if you do have an inner critic, how do you manage her or what kinds of things does she say? What do you say in return? Oh, I feel like I really struggled with an inner critic when I was first coming out of binge eating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But for the present moment, I, I feel like my, my initial answer to that is, is no, but I also feel like there is this, I feel like the enemy is very sneaky in, in that there's always temptation. You know what I mean? There's always going to be temptation. It's if we're going to, you know, re- resist it or not, you know, resist that temptation. And so whenever there is, oh, you know, whatever it's cellulite or whatever, I haven't worked out in a few days. It's like, oh, there's like a little something little though, because I feel like over the years, I'm like, I don't give into it. And it's like, I just don't feed that. I don't feed it. I don't allow it to grow. And so it, it, it almost feels like there's not because I really, so really, truly surrendered that area over to, but I also know there's that verse that says, you know, watch if you think that you're standing firm, lest you fall. Yes. So yes. I'm very aware of, you know, just how the enemy works. And, but I would say, I will say as a testimony of grace and the goodness of God, that God really has me in a really good place in my life right now. And there are moments I feel like comparison or, and, and there are different moments, not necessarily with my body, but in other areas of my life where I'm like, oh, Cambria, you know, like I get stressed out, like, oh, I didn't get up a video this week, but there's so many things going on in my life and I can't keep up and I'm not doing enough. And, and I do feel that like, oh, you know, like you need to, you need to try harder, but I can't try harder. And so I definitely feel, you know, I definitely feel all the things sometimes, <laughs> but I just have to constantly surrender everything over to God and say, God, you're sovereign. You know exactly what's going on in my life. You've allowed all these events and all these things to happen. And I, don't want to be anxious. I just want to trust you. And, you know, I can't control, I can't control anything really at all. Yes. Yeah. Just help me to do what you've called me to do. And I give everything else to you because everything else is a mess. So, and, and what peace to know that he does control it all. Exactly. And it, and it is peace. It is peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, in Growing Strong, you share about how God forms the inner strength. Can you share about a bit about that and if that translates to outer strength? Yeah, I feel like, you know, we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. And it's like what you were saying earlier about the mental toughness. And I just feel like when you are, when you are taking in the word, you know, the bread of life, Jesus himself, um, when you are really, truly walking with him and you are taking in his words and taking in who he is and remembering what he's done, you know, he, that's what he said. He said, you know, take you, this is my body, do this in remembrance of me. And, you know, that he is the daily bread and he is the vine. And when we just, when we're renewed in him and his words, you know, he's the word made flesh. So it's like when we read and take in his word, like what I love milk and meat and milk and milk and meat. I just love it because that is spiritual nourishment. And, and it is real. It's not like, oh, spiritual nourishment, you know, like, oh, milk, meat, the word, you know, the bread of life. No, it's like literally, it's mm-hmm. literal nourishment of our souls that we really do need to ingest, you know? And so taking in that, taking in his words, taking in his truth, that inner strength of knowing who you are, that my identity is not found in the mirror, that, you know, my worth doesn't come from that. It, when we're strengthened by him, then, then it, yes, I believe it, it does overflow into this, into everything, into literally every area and certainly uh, health and wellness and in workouts and in everything like that. And then your book starts with refresh and satisfy your hearts and then ends with a heart fit for joy. Were you intentionally, intentionally starting and ending with the heart? And if you were, why? Okay, you know what? That's a really good question because I don't think it was intentional about that. Ah, okay, no, okay. I, that's good though. I'm like, maybe we'll let everyone know. <laughs> I everything in the book, of course, is intentional, done with intention. But um, no, I wouldn't necessarily say that I did that on purpose, but I, I do like that that is how it turned out. And I love that you noticed that because it really is, you know, that's, that's what, you know, Jesus says, that's what the word says, you know, to guard your heart and, mm-hmm. um, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, you know, we just have to be really careful of, of our hearts and, and realize, and just, and taking in it, it all just goes back to the inside. And it, and it really does is that, you know, Jesus says, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. And so I think the heart is, it's, it's really powerful and it's where we invite him in. And, and, and that's where the transformation really happens is from the inside, from the inside out. And ultimately that inside overflows, like what we were saying earlier of, you know, that's where then you can, the fruit start, you start bearing fruit and there's change on the outside from the inside, from mm-hmm. abiding in him. And mm-hmm. so I love, I actually really do love that it ends and starts with the heart. Yeah, <laughs> so did really I. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love it. What is one thing that you see women doing in their health and fitness journeys that makes you become this like voice in the wilderness for them? Like you're calling them away from whatever it is that they may be doing. Yeah. I think I feel like I struggled for so long and I never want to be that person that is like, I have everything figured out. Like I have the answer because I don't have the answer. It's literally just like me. It's like a beggar pointing out where the bread is. I'm like, mm-hmm. Jesus is literally where it's at. And that's where everything that is found is in him. And almost kind of like in a way of just like, just come and see, 
Just come mm-hmm. and see for yourself. You know, I, I, I'm going to tell you my, I'll share with you my story all day long, but until you taste and see that the Lord is good, you, you have, you have to taste him for yourself. It's like, if I lick ice cream all day long and tell you, this is so good, you know, it's like, okay, well, great. But until you come over here and you get your ice cream and you start eating the ice cream, you're going to be like, whoa, this is really good. Mm -hmm. So I feel like my videos and just everything that I do is very, I, I feel, and this is what the Lord has just put on my heart personally over the years of just like, come and see, come and see for yourself. It's like Zacchaeus. He's like, he wanted to see who Jesus was. And so you watching, you listening, you come and see who he is. Climb up the tree, watch the videos, do whatever you need to do, but come and see because once you see, once you taste and see, he's the greatest thing that you'll never go back. Yes, <laughs> yes, go back. you won't. Um, I'm, I'm currently finishing up a book called A Meal with Jesus. And it's um, the like point of the book is that Jesus came eating and drinking and meals and eating and drinking was very integral to his ministry. And I think it's helpful for people to understand how important consuming food is, not just in a ministry setting where you may be reaching out to those in your community, but also like in your home. So what are three ways that you would, um, give like three tips you would give for people to view eating as a way of being holy or a way of honoring the Lord or two or one, whatever might come to mind. Yeah. As a way of honoring, I, I think of a couple things I actually just read even this morning in Luke, how, uh, after Jesus, uh, rose, he was hungry and he was like, Hey, do you have anything to eat? And they were like, yeah, here's a piece of boiled fish. And then literally it was like, but then he took the boiled fish and he ate it. And I just think that, I think that number one is that we, we shouldn't over complicate food. I think that Jesus always keeps things. He just, he just ate, you know, mm-hmm. he, he fried up the fish for all the disciples on the shore and, 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 and Jesus ate and to just keep it simple to just eat just nourish your body for so long. I overcomplicated. Okay. Don't eat, do this. But I I think number two is to also realize that it is a spiritual thing. You know, Jesus fasted for 40 days. And so for me being somebody that struggled with, you know, uh, I did, I thought intermittent fasting was so good for so long for my body, whatever. And then I had all these health problems. So, but I do think there is a time and place for fasting for spiritual reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, 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 but at the same time, I'm like nourishment, 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 metabolism, you know? And so I think that there, there's a balance yes. of, of being sensitive to God's spirit and just, and just saying, you know, God, I just give this area of my life to you. And then I think thirdly is to, is for me, when I think of food and I think, I, I think of it as a way, I just think of Proverbs 31. I, I love the Proverbs 31 woman. And I, I just think that it's, it's, it's such a beautiful way to serve your family. Um, I, I think that is, I think that making and cooking meals, they don't have to be, you know, some four course meal, but just providing food and nourishment. And, and I think it's, I think it's beautiful. And I think it's God honoring. 
And I, I just, I love it. Now my husband's going to go to cooking. I'm like, well, that's great. <laughs> you can go dinner too. That's amazing. But I, I think that, you know, yeah, I, I just think that, I think it's, it's all, it all just goes back to him. It all goes back mm-hmm. to him, you know, mm-hmm. keep it simple, nourish and fuel your body at the same time. It is spiritual fasting, you know, when the Lord calls you to do that. And just thirdly, um, it's a way to just, I, I really think to love on your family. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I look at preparing meals, feeding family, feeding friends as sacred work because I am literally partaking and sustaining their bodies. Like the Lord is using me to uphold them by the food that I'm preparing for them. Right. Like I get to be, uh, that that's part of me being his image bearer. Like I get to be his hands and feet in making sure that someone else lives like with every bite of food that they might have. Like, so that, that it, it took a long time to get there, that mentality, because there are days where I'm like, I really don't want to cook, right? But the 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 spirit reminds me, but this is a, a holy work to be able to feed wow. them and to feed them well. Um, with that, I had some like fun, like get to know you questions that I was going to ask at the beginning, but I'll just ask now. What yeah. are you like off camera, off Instagram, all the things. What is your life like when you're not recording and editing? What do you love to do? Honestly, I, I really, truly try to show my authentic self on, on the camera, but whenever I am off camera, I really love to be fully in the moment and fully unplugged. I was just talking about this with somebody the other day. I really don't think about like, okay, I don't want to grab my phone right now because I'm trying to be in the moment. Like I am just very present and very present with the people that I'm with and whoever I'm talking to, I'm all in. I'm like, I am a hundred percent here. I'm listening to you. And I really tried to cultivate that, um, over, especially, you know, working from home and, you know, sometimes with my husband, I'll be trying to do something on my phone. And, and in those moments, it's almost like the Lord reminds me of like, my number one thing that's the most important to me. And it's the person that I'm with, even when Mm -hmm. I am working. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of this really interesting balance, but, um, I, I just, I love the simple things of life. I love a good meal with people that I love. It is my favorite thing ever. I love to be with my family. I I love to sit down and eat a yummy dinner (laughs) with my family. That is like my favorite thing in the whole entire world. And then what is your favorite soul food? So it could be a Bible book, a verse, story, character. What do you always go back to? You know that the Lord is going to nourish your soul with. Oh, I love this question. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have been reading through the Bible and I've just found so much joy in knowing what I'm going to be reading. I don't know if that's, (laughs) yeah, I guess it's our answer. But I just love that I'm like, okay, I know where I'm at today. And I open up Luke and now I'm in John. And and I just, that's my daily bread. I know where I'm going. And whether I eat, you know, three chapters or three verses, I know that God is going to nourish me and provide my daily bread and exactly what I need to be reading for that day. He's really shown me very powerfully that he sustains me through his word and that where I'm at in the scriptures is where I'm at in my life. Even down to paying taxes. I'm like paying taxes. We like, 
Ren receives the rest of you. I'm like, I'm almost like, God, is this a, like, I feel comical sometimes. I'm like sitting there with my Bible, like looking over at my tax paper with my Bible open. I'm like, okay, Lord, I see you see me. It's like funny to me sometimes. Um, that, that is so true. I, the beginning of this year, I dedicated, like, I'm going to memorize a proverb a week the entire year. And so we're, we're in like week 17 and um, there, there are some, like the other thing that I, the Lord like prompted me to do this year is to work on some like family things. And one of the family things has to do with your parents or my mother and father and the work, the verse for this week. So I was supposed to start this verse on Sunday and I didn't get to it until this morning because life, but the, some of the stuff that was being worked on this week has to do with my parents. And I opened up today's verse and it has to do with um, parents are the pride of their children was the second half. And I remember being like, Jesus, you knew that in the week of April 30, I, I was going to be going through this. And you, you had this outline of Proverbs for me that would meet me here today. Like it, he meets you in your word, like where you, you may think it's arbitrary. It's some just, general list of reading through the Bible this year. And he's like, no, 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 no. I have specific things I, where I want to meet you in Luke or where I want to meet you in Proverbs that will just nourish you. So I love that. It's like exactly. the mundane is, is spiritual. Yes. Amen. Amen to that. That is the truth. That's yes. And then my final question, what is your favorite body food? Like what can you eat all the time and not get sick of? eat all the time I'm like what comes to my mind immediately okay probably really boring I literally eat eggs and orange juice for breakfast every single day <laughs> every single day but let's do something fun because eggs and OJ is literally my life let's let's do something fun something that's like you know um I absolutely okay what am I loving let's just let's put it in the context of this week I am obsessed with gluten-free pasta with like a really good meat sauce. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I, I feel like I could, every time I eat it, I'm like, I can literally eat this every <laughs> So good. We went out to dinner because indoor dining's finally open. And I'm like, I'm like sitting there eating my meat sauce pasta. And I'm like, this is so good. I just love this so much. So anyway, that's super random, but I love that. And it's good. I have been enjoying crab or like lobster tail and shrimp so good maybe corn on the cob so potatoes oh, like, I, oh, right now stop. i can eat that every day <laughs> i i can eat lobster butter and lobster every single day i don't even complain, I don't even complain. no not at all um where can the listener find you where can they find your book growing strong tell us all of the details Yes, cambriajoy.com slash book. And I'm Cambria Joy on Instagram, on YouTube, Cambria Joy everywhere. So. And is there well, one final? To start... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go... Oh, a, a great place to start on my website. I have a free little like healthy start guide and, it, and inside is like a little seven day stronger challenge. So it's kind of like what we talked about today. And it mm -hmm. really focuses on the in this inside out approach to health. And for seven days, you go through it. It's super simple. It's very, it's like, it's short and sweet, but it packs a deep, powerful punch. And I feel like it's very practical, uh, just like every day, one little thing a day. 
It's going to get your mind right and just help you. It, it's very helpful. It's very helpful. So that's on my website, cambridge.com. It's like on the first page and you can grab that for free. And it's awesome. It's amazing. I poured a lot of love into that. Little thing. <laughs> and is there any last thing that you would want the listener to know or hear? You are exactly where God has you to be and you never need to worry about anything because he will always do what he says he will do. He will always provide for you. If you cry out to him, just like Peter, even if it's a three sentence prayer, he Mm. will save you. He will help you. He will never leave you. And he loves you so much, so Mm -hmm. much, so, so much. Thank you so much, Cambria. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I loved talking with you. I loved it. And thank you for listening. It was so amazing. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely.